This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. Welcome to another Tuesday night. This is Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I am normally joined by my co-host, The Rit. The Rit is unfortunately not here with us right now. He hopefully will be able to join us a little bit later on in the program, but got so many things that we want to talk about this week. Um, we were going to have a guest on. Uh, Doug Williams was going to be joining us. Unfortunately, uh, some things had changed, and we are going to have to reschedule with him, but... That doesn't mean the show is not going to go on. We still have some great things heading your way. By the way, before we start, I also want to let you know we have a great show of Future Stars Now that's going to be coming up and airing this Friday night. Travis Titan is going to be on our show. Uh, We did an interview. Uh, We'll do an interview with him. He's going to be talking about his entire career, how he broke into the business, how he trained with Truth Martini and Seth Rollins, and how he spent his time in AAW along with so many other promotions around the country. Uh, An unfortunate sternum uh, injury that sidelined him, but so many interesting stories that he's going to be telling. That episode is going to be airing this Friday night on this same Twitch stream, and the audio version will be available on all audio platforms for podcasts Friday as well. All right, so let's kind of jump into things here. Um, So many different things in wrestling are happening right now. Uh, GCW just had their pay-per-view, The World. We're definitely going to be talking about that one. I got to see the pay-per-view. A good friend of mine, Kate Hensler, was at the pay-per-view itself. Uh, Her and I were texting back and forth, and she was giving me some very interesting updates uh, as the show was progressing. Love to also get your feedback on that as well. Uh, Are you a... Uh, GCW fan, have you converted over to GCW? Will you be watching and supporting the brand of GCW? For me, uh, and we'll get into this when the rest of our crew comes on here, but it's it's for me, it's something that has to still, um, I have to have a few more experiences with it first. I'm not going to just jump right on board and say I'm a GCW guy. There are definitely things about GCW that I like a lot. Unfortunately, there are some things about GCW that I'm not really thrilled about. And like I said, we'll talk about that as well. Also coming up on the program tonight, we're going to be talking about CM Punk. Uh, Obviously, since he came back to wrestling, he has shared his thoughts and opinions on many topics, many variety of topics. And Wrestler's Court happens to be one of them that he's talking about. Uh, For some of you who aren't familiar, Wrestler's Court is normally something that uh, wrestlers within a promotion will actually have and They'll determine if somebody did something, what their punishment may be. It's kind of like a kangaroo court, if you will, like uh, baseball has. But he has some sentiments on that. Like I said, we're going to talk about Jeff Jarrett, who appeared on GCW The World. He had a match with Effie. He has some very interesting comments about Effie as well. Um, I have some very interesting thoughts about Effie, and I know our panel has some interesting thoughts about Effie as well. Uh, Renee 
on her podcast also recently talked about John Moxley's return to pro wrestling, not just AEW, but GCW as well. And the promo that is being talked about even till today, uh, what he said, uh, specifically what happened with that heckler in the crowd. Uh, and we're also going to be touching upon the comments that Bully Ray has also made about John Moxley and the time he took to step away from wrestling. Um, Bully Ray has gotten a lot of heat for his comments. I originally thought that his comments were rooted out of him just trying to play a heel character. It doesn't seem like that's necessarily the case. It seems like what he was saying truly was how he felt and not really feeling that. Uh, if that truly is how he felt, I'm not really for that. Uh, we're going to be finding out some contracts that are going to be coming up for AEW. There's some names that have been circulating, specifically Brian Cage. His name has come up as well. Uh, Melissa Santos, who is his wife, has been very critical of AEW and their usage of Brian. Uh, his last match was actually in October, so it's been a while since we've seen him on AEW TV. We're going to be talking about that as well. That and all of your questions as well. Don't forget to hit us up here in the chat. Let us know what your thoughts are. If there's a wrestling topic that you would like to discuss or something that you might have read on one of the websites that you would like for us to expound upon, we'd be more than happy to do that as well. So without further ado, uh, as the crew comes in, I'm going to bring them on here. So let's go ahead and let's go to the most friendly man north of the United States. This is the butt. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Buster, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? You know what? I got no complaints. It's a Tuesday night. We're with friends talking wrestling. And you know what? For, what, two hours a week we get to do this. It's a lot of fun, and it's good to see you. Good to see you too, Mike. How was life? It's good. It's good. It's uh, it's a little chaotic right now, um, but overall not too bad. We I, I've just now started to, my wife and I have just now started to put the Christmas stuff away. Is that too late to just now be getting around to that, or is there still a little bit of leniency when it comes to that? I mean, it's your house, do what you want, but man, you're in my opinion, you're too late. We had ours taken down... I think we took down the 2nd of January, something like that, when we got back from Toronto. And and that seems to be normal. The 2nd of January seems to be normal. That seems to be – the first week of January is fine. See, the problem with me is I love Christmas so much that I get so into it that I almost don't want to take any of the stuff down because when I finally feel like it's gone – I got to wait another 12 months to put this stuff back up again. And Christmas for me is just a really fun time. And it's like you, you just want to hold on to that as long as you can. Have at it, brother. If it makes you happy, you do it. That's the uh, hello kitty cat. I was just about to say, you got yourself a tag team partner there already. Wow. What this a what, Bosco. I was just about to say, what is the name of your cat? Bosco. Bosco. He's a dickhead. <laughs> how many how many pets do you have at your house? Four. Four all cats? Yep. Wow. Wow. I would uh I would be I, I would be on the floor seizing with my asthma. I don't think I would I have asthma. You have a oh my god, and you live in a house with four cats? Doesn't bother me. Oh my god. You're a better man than I am. I was a preemie. So was I. You were? I was. 
Okay, then I really can't complain at this point because you were a premium, I'm a premium, and you got a stronger constitution. You know what? They just build people better in Canada. Let's just be honest. I don't know about that. You know, it, they often use they often use the phrase, man, you look like a million bucks. I look like I, I should be paying someone. I look like I should be giving someone a refund. That's what I feel like I look like. But you know what? Hey. Why do you say that? I, you know, I, the New Year's resolution is always – is always, I think, for most people, at least one of them. You want to try to get yourself into some better shape, right? When it, when well, you're, it, when, you're a dapper looking man, Freeland. I, I, I am, but I got that 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 log body. You know what I mean? The tree stump body. That's what I got going for me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut some small things out of my lifestyle choices, and they say it's the small things that you can stick to, and then you start adding other things, right? It's the small changes that make the big difference. It's not, oh, I'm not going to eat this anymore for the rest of my life because you deprive yourself, and then you binge it because you want it even more. That's not going to happen. That's bullshit. You can't do that. You can't just cut stuff out. Can't just cut stuff out. Not a chance. But um, I'm going to cut out whiskey. <laughs> what brand you got there, my friend? This is Baker's Bourbon, seven-year. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I bet that's, that's nice. perfect. Nice. I like it. So what what is the what's the weather looking like in your neck of the woods? Is it uh cold? Really, really did you guys get any snow recently? Uh we got snow yesterday, uh, about four four inches, five inches. Wow. Yeah. Now how much do you so, guys typically get in the course of a winter? A lot. Like we'll, we'll get a lot. I mean, on last Monday, we got, uh, it was about 15, 16 inches. Long. Excuse me. Linda. 15 or 16. Holy cow. My gosh. And and the best part is, well, well give me two seconds. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. 15 or 16 inches. Sounds like the. First time I walked into the men's locker room. My God. Anyway, as the butt steps away for a second, um, he's taking care of the kitty cats. Let me go ahead and let me bring in a good friend of mine. He's my other good friend from the North. He is Mr. Liam Savage. Liam, it's good to see you. Tommy Salami. That's me. That's my me. goodness. You look fantastic, yeah. my friend. It's good to see you. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, I guess. It has been a couple of weeks. I tell you what, it's... Mm -hmm. uh. It's crazy sometimes how time flies, isn't it? Especially when you're having fun. Especially when you're having fun. That's right. But uh, yeah, hasn't been a fun couple of weeks. But you know, whatever. So we were we were talking to the butt, and and it's it's really cold. And I remember the last time we talked to you, it was it was not comfortable. I was just about to say, mm -hmm. you look like you're smoking a cigarette out there. It's that cold. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Wow. It's uh, it's going to be about uh, I think equal to. I've looked it up. Equal to minus four Fahrenheit. So, no more colder yeah. than that. Is your garage well, right now? Oh, as the night right progresses, now. it's going to get even worse. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is your garage so, door up right now? By the way, no, it's it's down. I've got the space heater on, but it's like crackling because I haven't turned it on in like two weeks. Oh my gosh! So it's not going to. It doesn't really make a dent. So see what we can do. I guess. Absolutely. In Kingston tonight, it's supposed to get the minus twenty-two Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. 
Nice. What do, do they cancel school in your neck of the woods if the temperature gets too brutally cold? No. no. Okay. They what do, the hell would you do no. that. They do that here in the states. <laughs> they had um we had a massive snowfall uh last week. I think the whole eastern seaboard got it basically. And um they shut down school for that day. They actually shut it down, shut it down, which they never do. Usually they just say, you can come in if you want, but if you don't show up, we won't hold it against you. And yeah. since there was so much snow, they actually canceled it for the second day, too, because they couldn't wow. clear all the snow. It was that wow. bad. So. Oh, we were open for the second day. The, the well, not, not here we weren't, but yeah. Monday was hilarious. Like, we got a ton of snow. So I shoveled yeah, several was... times, which I'm fine with. The guy across the yeah. road from me is, is a knucklehead. Uh oh. He he drives a Prius. <laughs> you yeah, live I was for. in the Great White North and you drive a Prius? Uh, some people. Hippies. A lot of people do. Anyway, yeah. he thought he could get his hippie mobile through 15 inches of snow. No. He didn't bother to shovel out the end of his driveway after the plow truck came by. So I wouldn't even try to get my truck through that. So he did. He got stuck. But he's Captain Cool Guy. I went over to see if he needed any help. No, I'm good. No problem, fella. <laughs> good luck. If I turn around and walk back to my house, I don't care. My back was happier not helping him. There Two you go. hours. Like, man, it's yeah. a Prius. It weighs like 2,000 pounds. You can push yep. that yourself. Yep. Nope. He decided to try to rock it back and forth, and then he had his snow brush out trying to dig it out, and I just looked out my window and laughed. Like, maybe I'll just go pick my truck up to it and tow it up the road for him. But just have another cup of coffee and just smile out the window. That's all you well, can do at that, that point. Come on, man. Like, what would possess you to try to drive through that? That would have been a two and a half foot snow drift that, you know, what's like when a plow truck comes by. Like, that's solid, hard yeah. pack. He yeah. tried to drive that fucking go kart, gerbil powered go kart <laughs> through that. It's it, it's funny we have a we have a guy who lives around my area and he drives a Vespa and it was like in a snowstorm you're gonna drive a Vespa like really I, common sense in people they just I don't understand they probably got the the short end of the intelligent gene stick but um, it's good to see both you guys I was talking uh, at the top of the show how we got a lot of different things we're gonna be talking about this week so um. The Ritzter may or may not be able to join us. Obviously, I had some issues uh, with some of our power lines here, so that delayed the opening of the show. But let's kind of oh. jump. Let's kind of jump right into this here. The first thing I want to talk about is: Did anybody? And I, I, I think I already knew the answer to this question before I ask it. Anybody check out GCW, the oh. World Pay Per View that happened? Did anybody? Did either one of you guys check that out? I just finished it before uh, before uh, I came on. I did. I wrote notes. I, I, I wrote notes. <laughs> oh, this should be entertaining. I I, I read about it. Uh, yeah. Are are you I'm are you being over. are you being facetious or did you really watch the show? Me? Yes. Uh, parts of it. G just give me some of your 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 high level thoughts on what you saw because it, it's such a very interesting thing. Um, I'll start off with you. What were some of your thoughts? Okay, um, GCW doesn't know how to spell world, so this isn't a good sign of things to come. That was my first indication of the level of intelligence of booking that 
And then I was told apparently by some people, oh, it, it refers to somebody, uh, some rapper that died. And I was like, okay, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? And they're like, well, you're old. And I'm like, okay, great. <clears throat> so, anyways. Um, so, okay. yeah, I, it wouldn't have hurt. Um, so, I said, up until the Cardona match, there was few wrestlers I knew of. And the ones I did, like Leo Rush, is someone that won't be around there long anyways. So, who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, there was, was a nice job by Cardona doing the anti-hardcore gimmick and spitting beer in a heckler's face, which was really good. Spit it right in the fucking guy's face. It was hilarious. Um, it's a bad sign when in the first minute of the, of the Cardona match, he gets put through a door. No, not a table, a door by Jelly Nutella. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Dwarf Dong Sucker showed up and he's still around. So Lord help us. You Ooh, need to explain. Um, you need to explain who Dora oh, uh, is. Marco Stunt. I'll explain more about that later. Um, <laughs> I like Marco Stunt. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. I have taste. Um, some guy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Some guy named uh, Sam Stackhouse came out from what looked like the crowd and attacked Hornswoggle. This Stackhouse guy was dressed in a shirt and sweatpants. Yep. <laughs> Uh, not impressive. Was, uh, wasn't huh? he like six hundred pounds? Oh, it was. Yeah, he did not did not look good. Um, it was, it was gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mance Warmer, Warmer or Warner? I don't know. War anyway, Warner. Sure, him too. Uh, has he has one of the more punchable faces I've ever seen? That was the only <laughs> remark I had about him. <laughs> oh my god! This um, is brutal. Sabu and Fonzie showing up was cool. I guess it was kind of neat. Um, the amount Did of unprotected chair shots. I think Did so. I, I didn't really stick around to watch uh, that part. So he I want to yeah. see him choke on that. He no, that's I, the whole point. I can't <laughs> handle the whistle. I cannot handle it. He did um, the light. The lights went out, and he did blow the whistle. So yes, that did happen. Yeah. Uh, um. So the amount of unprotected chair shots harkens back to a time we should have learned from, but what the fuck do I know, right? Um, the Alley Catch promo, I don't know why it's catch, it should be cat, but then again, what do I know again? Uh, the Alley Catch promo seemed like it would have fit perfectly in place right before a big WrestleMania match, so I don't think it fit for GCW. That made no sense to me. Um, Effie, oh, Effie. Effie, I haven't been able to stand since I first heard about him, and I wrote him off completely when he promoted a show where he made Marco Stunt try to take a dildo in his mouth. Which is why I call him Dwarf Dong Sucker. Hold on, hold time on. out. Whoa. Time what? out. You're gonna I'm not joking. You're going to have to explain. Hold on, explain the Marco Stunt. It was Effie's okay. Big Gay Brunch is the name yeah. of the event. And yes. what was it, pot for brunch? Okay, so... <laughs> So what the thing is, he promotes all these shows called Effie's Big Gay Brunch, because he's gay, so I guess we have to promote that, I don't know. Um, and yeah. for some reason, he had Marco stunt down on the mat, look like in a, I don't know, like a armbar or something, I don't know, like a submission. And he had a dildo stuck to the mat. So he made it so that Marco stunt was like, he was push, trying to push his head down on the dildo. I don't know if he's successful or not. I didn't stick around to find out. I saw pictures, <laughs> and that was scary enough. I didn't stick so, around. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, what, you call that the non-consensual sex headlock, or what? Not sure. <laughs> it's called the mouth rape headlock, or something. I don't know. Um, 
so I, enough said. This guy's a fucking joke. The yeah, fans chanting, <laughs> the fans chanting "Daddy," and then suck his dick when he licked his lips, looking at Jeff Jarrett's crotch, made me give up, give up on the match entirely. Um, Jeff Jarrett attacked the super fan Vladimir. Uh, first, his documentary gets scrapped, and now this. No, wait, hold on a second. Let's pause here for a second. I thought that I saw super fan Vlad there. He was. Yeah, he's there. there. Mm -hmm. Is he? Is yeah, he Jeff Jarrett G choked him out. Is he a big GC Dub guy, or is he just wrestling? Just a big wrestler. Yeah, I think he just goes to wrestling anywhere, basically. Um, so his documentary got scrapped. Yeah, it, it's I. It, it was supposed to be out like five months ago, five or six months ago, I think. And nobody knows why. It's like the Lex wow. Luger one. There was. Lex Lex Luger one that was supposed to come out too, and that didn't come out. Um, just got two more points. Uh, yeah, I love the Briscoes. I love the Briscoes, but they faced a deathmatch wrestler. Uh, I think he's called Tremont or something. Yep, Matt Some, Tremont. Looks Matt like, Tremont. yeah. And uh, the waste of skin, Nick Gage. And uh, they lost their titles to them in a shitty finish. After, Gage salutes the crowd with a talk rivaling that of a respected university professor. It, it's a joke. I'm sar being sarcastic. sarcastic yeah. yeah. Invites the locker room into the ring. And thankfully, the show goes off the air. Uh, in closing, I don't get why people compare this to ECW. I don't understand why this gets any attention. And I don't know why this is being looked at as a legit destination for free agents. This is not my type of wrestling in the least. And I most likely won't ever watch again. And the last thing I was going to say is... There's a running theme of no original ideas and or ripoffs through the whole show. Examples are the ripoff ECW merch, which mm -hmm. is very apparent. The ripoff FMW merch. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Justice has this group he's in, and it's like they he ripped off the logo for uh, Undertaker's little Bones Gull crew thing that he had going in WWF yep. on his shirt. And uh, up to the... Matt Cardona match, I'd already heard two WWE themes playing. What does that tell you? They had, uh, hold on, I, you you missed the part, or, or maybe you didn't see this part, where they had Virgil come out with a yep. Vince McMahon Halloween mask on. They played No Chance in Hell. Yep. And I don't know if people popped because they thought Vince was there, like whatever. No. But uh, he comes out, and then uh, he, you know, they pull off the, the mask and it's it's Virgil, Mr. Meat Sauce, and yeah, and uh, Sean Waltman came out to his uh, DX theme, and I'm thinking like, yeah, they better watch their asses because they're gonna get sued big time if they're playing this shit live. But then again, what do I know? Butts and a box of cookies. Well, okay, here's exactly, what... uh, lucrative outfit. Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing we did not mention was that John Moxley was on the show as well he wrestled homicide who homicide was one of the people who got inducted into the indie wrestling hall of fame which happened yes. the night before so um I, i'm not going to remember every single person but i know that lufisto got inducted i know that homicide got inducted i know that obviously our very own jerry lynn uh got yep. inducted as well and gosh i want to say Webb. spider nate webb i think so he was either inducted yeah. or he was an inductee. He might have been. He might have gotten inducted. Um, and there was somebody else. And I, it's just leaving my mind here for a second here. But, um, but yeah, the Hall of Fame was the uh, the night before. So, 
Uh, Travis Bohab says Marco's stunted growth. That too. Why all the hate for Marco? Because um, he's a fucking loser. That's why. Hold on why a second. Why so angry? Well, hold on a second. Let me mm-hmm. ask you a question. What What is your What would you say is your 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 main beef with Marco Stunt? Do you feel like he's just not a talented wrestler? Do you feel like it's his height that's the big the biggest drawback? Do you feel like what would you it's say? Not, is, it's not believable. You know, he's he comes out like you know doing that fucking dance thing he does, and I'm the floss. right away. I'm like man. I, yeah, and I'm thinking, man, I hope someone knocks him on his ass right away. And then, uh, and and he does like he, he, you know, he does some okay moves, I guess, but it's just very unbelievable. And right. and he came out on the GCW show in Crocs, so there's an instant reason to hate him right there. So, yeah, I'm not gonna... Crocs, guaranteed. no, I no, don't say that. I don't own a pair of camouflage Crocs. Crocs. I know. <laughs> You know what bothers me even more than Crocs? Crocs is that the people who buy those little little tags that go in the holes on the Crocs, and they like they decorate what? them. You know what I'm talking about? It's, no. it's a shit show. Okay, so the Crocs have the little holes in them, right? For I guess to let yeah. your feet breathe. Well, you can buy these little tags or whatever you want to call them. These little tchotchkes that you can fit inside the little holes. So it's like different cartoon characters and whatnot. I don't know though. I think the whole thing's just weird in fucking stupid it is a little weird yeah yep. yeah my neighbor with the prius probably has mom he probably <laughs> does it's probably oh, still stuck in his driveway holy cow um yep. so overall gcw do you feel like if you were to watch either gcw or czw which one do you think you'd be more likely to watch i mean if i had to really choose it'd be gcw i guess but that's not saying much because right. they're both not good. Like I, I, I just really don't get the praise for GCW. I really don't. It's not I'd good. I'd probably go CZW just for the complete chaos, the the debacle, yeah. well, you know, all the the death match. Here's what we on. should we I should mean, do. We should get the FRM panel and we should all get together and go to Delaware, and we need nope. to go to the tournament of death. No, seriously, we need to all go. Yeah, seriously, just, no. And just have a good time out in that big cornfield. Kick back and just relax and just watch some. Butt's always been telling me he, he nothing is more enjoyable than some light tube matches in the heat in the summer. Right, right, Butt? That's right. A couple oh. cases of beer and the Yeti. Hang on. Yeah. Tailgating the pickup. I'm in. No, you know what? I see enough I see enough crackheads in this town. I don't need to be around a whole bunch more. <laughs> I'm sure I really you don't. do. I do. Trust me. Wow. Well, I, well, I believe you. Wow. Yeah. So everybody's joining us right now in the stream. We do appreciate that. Thank you very much. ECW fan Travis Boham as well for being in here with us. Um, a lot of things that we're going to be talking about tonight are going to revolve around uh, the main topics that have been happening in wrestling right now along the, the news cycles. However, Liam, I do know that because we haven't had a panel uh, last couple of weeks, you said that there was a topic that you wanted to bring up and discuss with me um, because it involved your main guy, Mr. James E. Cornette, and a fellow Canadian, a neighbor oh, of yours, yeah. uh, probably one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of wrestling. Bob Eaton. Bob Eaton, he died. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
What's his name? What do you call Mr. Kenny Omega? Uh, well, it could be a few things. Harpo Fingerfuck is a good one. Uh, Twinkle Toes McFingerbang. Um, jazz Hands. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, any of those. Those so tell, so tell me a little bit about what was the situation you were telling me. We didn't get to to go over this. We talked about a little bit on the phone, and it's age. Yeah, it's, so it's an age story. Oh, it's like, see, I'm I'm actually like, it's a lot of it's just like left in my head now. But I know Omega was going kind of nuts. Uh, a lot of people are just, I guess he was just replying really weirdly to people on Twitter. Just about certain things, and start started calling someone a pedophile and all this, and that's when the floodgates opened because it was like you know he called someone a pedophile. Yeah, it was something along those lines. You'd have to look it up. I sent you the whole thing. Like I think I gave you the whole thread there. I think so. I'm gonna have to Pretty check sure. it out again. I know he went after yeah. Cornette because he said somebody needs to like hook his oxygen tank up because he can't get through a, an episode of his show. Yeah, which makes no sense because he has more than enough firepower for each show. Trust me, I listen to all of them. So, um, yeah, he was just in, he was just starting to go off, and a lot of people were saying like, "Is he okay? Is he having a bit of a breakdown here or something?" Because he was just shooting off at everybody, and um, usually he's pretty respectful and polite online, but it seemed like he was just going right off the deep end. So, so Cornette started just telling him, tell him off, left and right, and didn't hold back it, it's it's kind of i kind of forgetting a lot of it now but yeah it was just like the basic gist of it was omega just kind of went off the rails and it just seemed like a lot of people were like a lot of people were saying and not just Cornette were like uh, are you okay you seem like you're not doing so well you know that kind of deal so yeah interesting maybe someone in the chat can give us some more details because i i forget exactly yeah maybe somebody can jump in here and, and tell us a little bit about what's going on with uh with that whole situation um Instead of watching Kenny Omega, I'd rather watch cats eat their own shit. Um, Who said that? Either Travis, that, right? That was Travis Bohab. So Travis was either making a reference to GCW or Kenny Omega. I'm not quite sure, but he called Probably him both. Kenny. What does he call him? Kenny Oliveria? Kenny Olivier. Kenny Olivier. Olivier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the thing. Here's Travis. Thank you. Just threw this up here. Here's the comment Kenny made. He accused the guy of being a pedo because the guy was holding holding a little girl in his profile picture. It was the yeah. guy's daughter. Jesus. Yeah. That's that, not... Yeah. The guy's no, got his kid on his lap, and that's what. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and Omega's like, "Oh, look at this pedophile with a kid on his lap." The guy's like, uh, "Yeah, that's my daughter." So. That doesn't. That, that, that see, that just seems out that's of place. Not good. That seems out of place. Nope. That doesn't seem like because normally, if, if someone doesn't talk like that and then they say something like that, something's a little off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, it, you would you would originally you would start to think first of all would be like, oh, he's doing an, a weird Twitter angle or something. But that's like you you can't do an angle based on that. No, know? kids in pedophilia, not cool. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. There you um, go. Speaking of which, but did you ever watch that documentary? I was, uh, oh. I mentioned. No, I haven't got to it yet. I will. It's on the list. It's I've been uh, a little busy. It's, it's different, but um, it's one of those things that I was told to see, and I was told I was going to be very, very upset after I saw it. But once again, I am, I'm a very much a documentary person. So I don't know if any of our listeners are, are fans of documentary filmmaking. Um, I love it just because they're true stories. But this story, it, it, it's so. 
unbelievable, you would think it had to have been written. Like someone came up with this. Unfortunately, every twist and turn literally happened. And I, I don't know. So you're just going to have to see it if you, uh, yeah, see it to believe it. It's on Netflix. So anyway, I can't so, watch that stuff. I can't watch that stuff. If it has anything to do with like kids in it or anything, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm with you completely, completely understand. Yeah, hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely different. So let's, uh, let's talk about a little John Moxley. Let's talk a little bit about Johnny boy. So John has come back from being away from wrestling for roughly three months, maybe a little over three months. Uh, a lot of people were not really quite sure when John had to pull out of the uh, championship tournament um, where the number one contender was going to be competing for the AEW championship. John actually pulled out because he was going to check himself into rehab. And John had mentioned numerous times before that he was battling alcohol and he wanted to change some things. He's a, a new father. And I think maybe some new life moments have made him reflect on some things. Well, anyway, he's gone for a while. He comes back. He looks phenomenal. A lot of people were saying he looks 10 years younger than what he did before. Yep. He dropped uh, He dropped a ton of weight. He looks great. He seems really hungry. Well, he cut a promo on live television. Uh, it was live Eastern Standard Time. And... Um, Everyone was listening. I mean, it the audience was super, super quiet as he's going on about, you know, all the stuff that he had gone through. And there was a man in the <laughs> crowd who yelled something to the extent of, get that drunken piece of whatever out of the ring. And then John replied, you can go fuck yourself and security, get him out of here. And yep. it wasn't bleeped on television whatsoever. And I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, probably the people in the truck too, because they were like, I mean, they don't really expect that's going to happen, but it did. And it got a lot of backlash. Uh, some people were like, I can't believe that John said the F word. And I'm surprised that they did not bleep it out, et cetera, et cetera. As if we hadn't heard that word before. Um, but that really wasn't the biggest controversy. The bigger controversy happened on Busted Open Radio uh, the following day or the day after when Bubba Ray Dudley, who is on the show, or Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, made the comment that uh, shame on you, John Moxley, for up and leaving uh, AEW for three months when people paid money and bought tickets well in advance to see you and how people, the company relies on on their their star power, and here you are walking away because you obviously have a personal situation. Um, kind of connecting this to the GCW thing, there's been a lot of chance of uh, fuck Bully Ray uh, at a lot of events, and there was a very loud one at the GCW show when John was in the ring. Let me ask you guys a question. At first, I thought this was a work. I really honestly did. Because I can't imagine another human being giving grief to another person who's trying to make some changes in their life. Uh, but let me throw it to you first. What's your thoughts on that whole situation? And do you still think it's some type of a work that they're trying to build on? Or do you think that, no, this was him just really speaking his mind? Okay, first, kudos to Moxley. He's trying to get 
things right, that's fantastic. You, you, if you don't respect somebody for doing that, you go fuck your head. Such as Billy Ray. Okay, so that's that's amazing. Uh, the jackass in the crowd heckling him, fuck him too, because that's yep. that's just unacceptable. Come on, the guy's got demons. A lot of people got demons. You mm -hmm. don't say shit like that. You're you're just a scumbag. So he can go fuck his hat too. No, that he's just a piece of trash. Bully Ray going on with that. Moxie doesn't owe nobody shit. Plain and simple. He's going through some stuff. He's got to get things sorted out. His life is more important than AEW, GCW, Busted Open, or fucking anything else. That is all irrelevant. He's got a wife. He's got a little one. And he's looked after. And, I mean, he's not that old. No, he's trying to get things right in his life. So, hopefully, he can have a long, productive life, productive career. Be there to see his little one grow up. For anybody to have anything bad to say about Moxie over this, you're just a fucking idiot. You're a scumbag. You're a piece of trash. It's it's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. There's nobody with a brain in their head and this much of a hurt can say something bad about this. It's, it's just nonsense. It pisses me off. I agree. If, you, if you're using this as a work, this is terrible work. Like, this is up there with Katie Vick bad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you, you just can't. You don't have a work over something like this. I just think that's gutless. No need. I mean, I would say this I is... Think, this is. I think Bully Ray's just being a fuckstick. No, I, I think this is worse than really anything because it's really about someone's life and about them getting their life together. And why would one of the boys want to you know, come down on another one of the boys who's decided, Hey, guess what? I got to get my drinking under control. And I, I, I'm just very confused. No, you, if somebody's trying to sort their, their life out, whether it be booze, pills, any other addiction, a, a mental health issue, uh, uh, anything you support them. You don't razz them. You don't bust their chops. Even in a friendly way, you don't. Much less be an asshole like that. That's too much. I, no, if Bully Ray's trying to play the heel, but give it up. This is not the time to play the heel. It's it's just not. You say good for you, Mox. No, I love you. If you need something, reach out to me, brother. You know, we're all here for you. You don't he don't fuck apologize. He don't apologize for a goddamn thing. Anybody that feels that he owes him apologize, get your head out of your ass. He doesn't know you shit. You're not entitled to nothing. That's just nonsense. It pisses me off. It's it's just it's not right. I agree. What's your uh, what's your take on the whole situation, Liam? And then, and when did you first hear about it? Uh, about the same time everybody else did. Uh, I started making the rounds, I guess. So uh, I echo everything that Butt was saying there because how can you not? Um. The, I guess technically the only person that Moxley would owe an explanation to would be Tony Khan, because that's his employer, but very loosely. Because, I mean, you just say, hey, I can't deal with this anymore, I have to get help. And seems like Khan's pretty okay about that stuff, so obviously he's like, yeah, do what you gotta do. No big deal. Um, the funny thing is, I don't remember nearly as many people 
uh, flipping out about, like, if we can compare it, uh, Becky Lynch, when she became pregnant. And she dropped the title right away, and and the only person I really remember going off about it was Cornette, because he said, like, you're insane because you're making so much money right now, why can't you wait? Which was, you know, kind of shitty of him to say, but mm-hmm. um, no, I'm not, not what I think is close to this, in a sense, but um, I can look at it in the sense that, yeah, he's got a kid. Uh, it does change how you react to a lot of things, I would know. Um, and you want to do your best for the kid if you're not a piece of shit. And there's a lot of pieces of shit that are parents. But he doesn't seem like he's that type. So you want to do right by your wife. You want to do right by your kid and try to make a good life. And by all accounts, it sounded like he couldn't handle his alcohol. A lot of people like that. Is what it is, right? I don't judge on that. I don't care. But um, he made a good decision. He needed to. It's not like he was going to be gone for years or anything. Just let me go away for a while, take care of this, uh, have some time myself, you know, try to reflect, do rehab, and come back. And when he came back, a lot of people said, and I didn't even see a picture yet, they said, man, he looks like 10 years younger. And you look at the picture of Mox, and he comes out, and it's like, you see people that are kind of like, uh, I don't know if he was necessarily an alcoholic, but I guess it was to a point where it was a huge problem, right? But when you're an alcoholic, a lot of times, faces get very bloated and puffy and everything. Mm-hmm. And if you see the before and after, shit, world of difference. So yeah. he, he looks cleaned out. He looks much better. So looks like a million but, bucks. Yeah. But I think, I think Billy Ray, though, he, he really... I can respect in a lot of ways how he says exactly what he's on his mind. And he's usually most of the time he says some very valid points on the industry and makes a lot of sense. But right here, it's like, what do you, what good is going to come with this? You're, yeah. you're putting someone down in their, their one of their weakest times in their life when, and it's not, it's not up to you to dictate how they're going to react, but you don't say shit like that because it doesn't affect you, number one. And number two, it's it's on Moxley, not on Bubba Ray. So I, I don't I don't understand what he would even attempt to get from saying this, except a lot of hate. Say what you want. Like I'm not gonna say he can't say it, but it's like you know, just to pick on but someone why? for that, that's that's fucking shitty. Yeah. It's yeah. shitty. Yeah, you can say what you want, but come on. Right. Just don't be a scumbag. Yeah, stupid. Let me ask you right. guys this question. Is there anything that we can actually compare this to, this situation to, uh, one wrestler calling another wrestler? I mean, you, you mentioned the the Becky Lynch situation, but is yeah. there any other situation that we really re- can remember in, in, in modern wrestling where somebody had to step away for a while and they got chastised for that? Uh, I can't think of somebody chastised, but I can remember... Um, oh, Christ. A razor when he was going through his his demons and whatnot, and Snake and Jake the Snake too. There was some stuff said on on events that was probably a little I don't know classless, we'll say, but nothing to that extent. That's yeah, I don't. It's it's just bad. Like, jeez, I can't say that. Like, I'm no ray of sunshine, and I'll say damn near anything, but. Man alive, that, that's just cold-hearted. I don't... But you have respect. Think, that's the difference. Is, is there jealousy you think could be involved? Do you think there could be some just envy? No, or just being a dumbass. Think, 
Yeah. What's he kind of jealous like, of? Bubba's yeah. had a great career. He's made great money. He's still around now. If he felt like wrestling, I'm sure he could pick up a gig somewhere with somebody. He he's he's still around a little bit. He still has some shows. He's not a full time wrestler anymore. Right. He just I don't know. He's got to be jealous. I think he's just moron. Or maybe I shouldn't say he's a moron. No, what he said was moronic. How there about you that? go. There you go. Maybe I he's agree. a half decent guy. He just got a little wrapped up. I don't know. Well, let's hope cooler heads prevail and he eventually reaches out and says, hey, you know, this is I, I'd like to talk to you about what I said, but we may never know that um, it may happen behind the scenes. Mox may get an apology and he may just keep it between them. We don't know. Um, but just interesting that these kind of things actually find their way out into the social world and people like us. We debate it. We talk about it. We dissect it and try to find out what the motive may have been. All right, let's jump into our next topic. This is actually jumping right back into it. Jeff Jarrett, uh, on his match with Effie, made a comment, and he said, and I quote, Effie is the most marketable talent on the GCW roster. He knows how to connect with the audience. So Effie comes out to Elton John's Yellow Brick Road, and he's got everyone singing with him. Now, here's what I will say. If I am going to say something about Effie that's positive, um, he did get the entire Hammerstein ballroom to be singing along with him, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's about the end of it. I don't really know if you, uh, as far as Effie's character is somebody that a lot of people can relate to or not only relate to, but you would, if, if you were to tell someone you're a wrestling fan, right? That that's already kind of taboo to begin with. It's like, Oh, really? Um, but then you were to sit with someone to say, well, who do you like in wrestling? You know, who do you support? You know, who's somebody that I may have heard of that you like? And then you say, oh, there's this guy named Effie. And then you start to describe who Effie is. Um, and I'm not insensitive to different uh, identities or what you identify yourself as, you know, whatever. I just don't necessarily see any big promotion getting behind a character like Effie, if that makes sense, because of what you said before, the things that he has done, like he takes the character. Is he obviously he is homosexual. He's gay. Yeah. Right. Who cares? That's fine. Which is fine. But the, the, the dildo stuff was, is probably what really it puts people off of the comp of the, of the whole concept of being a fan. Or yeah. I could see it could be a lot. It's shtick, right? It's wrestling. It's over the top. Yeah. It's supposed to be larger than life. It's supposed to be uh, satirical. I mean, this is almost a very large version of um, Shakara. Um, I, I don't know if Shakara ever really even got into the whole uh, sexual side. Uh, and then I think wasn't it Camp Leapfrog that took over after Shakara ended, and they kind of continued to have that same more of a comedy vaudeville, everyone has a gimmick type of shtick. But do you think that uh, Mr. Effie, uh, we'll start off with Liam on this one, uh, face of the promotion. Let's go ahead and let's put him on all of our posters. Uh, here's where I have to kind of like watch what I say. Because <laughs> I got a lot of opinions on this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't, begrudge anybody for thinking or acting 
their own way. It's like, whatever. Um, Jeff Jarrett, though, was right. He is probably the most marketable talent. He's appealing to a section of society that for a long time was being marginalized and not taken seriously. And now these days, um, I guess LGBTQ society has um, been afforded, you know, more of a presence in society and being more respected. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, the thing is, when uh, when it's taken to an extreme where it just starts to become um, stereotypical, for lack of a better term, um, then that's when I kind of think, okay, it was like when, like, Freel and you and I were talking the other day about um, kind of, you know, how nationalities played into wrestling in the past and how, you know, it's like if you're a... If you're an evil Russian, like, or if you're Russian, you're evil. If you're right. German, you're evil. If you're Japanese, you're evil. I kind of look at it the same way with this. It's like, if this was marketed in a major promotion, there'd be a lot of people that would get behind him, but can you imagine how many anti-gay people would be just pelting this guy with stuff and calling him every name in the book? Well, they would think that he's you know? mocking them. He's mocking their group. That's what it yeah. would be. And some people may see that. Well, that that's part of the problem I had, though. It's like it's just it's, yeah, he's gay, so it's like he he can own that. That's that's fine. But it's like when when it's it's going out to a certain part of society that's going to look at wrestling and say like, oh, okay, so they're just oh, they got that guy over there who's the evil character, and he's oh, you got the one who's a redneck. Uh, you got this guy who's the stereotypical gay guy. You know, it's like, it's not, I don't think it's going to do anything good for anybody, but that's just me. But as far as marketing, yeah, he's going to get noticed. Um, he could never do this in WWE. Maybe in AEW, but I don't know. Uh, Sonny Kiss is there and he's doing okay, but well, not really on the roster, but you know what I mean? Um, accepted and everything, but I mean, as far as just, you Mainstream. know. Yeah, it, it just it, it doesn't have legs. Um, I, I just I think it's just kind of you know it's appealing to a, a kind of the lowest common denominator when you he's got like daddy written on his trunks and he's pretending to go down on Jeff Jarrett and I'm just thinking like okay can we can we get any more stereotypical than this? Probably not. It, it's it's ridiculous, you know. So I, I think in a lot of ways. I think personally, when I think about someone like Effie, I think if the character and the way the character is portrayed is one thing, but he mm -hmm. comes out and he wrestles really well. Like, I feel like there's some aspects of his wrestling that are really solid, but then sure. I feel like sometimes it almost then gets overshadowed with the more of the theatrics of it. Now, once again, right. wrestling is theatrics. However, like you were saying, Liam, the, that level of theatrics that becomes then just okay this is this is stereotypical of what somebody of that nature would do and it really yeah. detracts away from their abilities and it right. really starts to put them in a situation where man they're they're more than this and they can accomplish more but whether it's what they want to do or whether it's what the promoter wants them to do, I would say more so it's probably what they choose to do. Right. He's probably hurting himself in some ways when it comes to if he would back things off just a smidge. 
I think people would get behind him even more because I mean, look, Adrian Street, Adrian, you know, you had he, uh, yeah, Gordon you George, had Gordon Dallas. George. Uh, you had uh, Orlando Jordan. Who did you say? Yeah. But Adrian Adonis. Yes, absolutely. Yep. That yep. absolutely works. But you just have to understand where that line is. You can like walk up to the line, but you don't want to cross it because at that point right. in time, once you cross it, now now you become a caricature of yourself, and and now more people are making fun of you than they are actually enjoying what you're doing. Well, I, I can I can just say one thing to comparatively. Um, so my my daughter and my ex go to the Pride Festival in town, but it's a family friendly one, right? Mm -hmm. So originally, when my ex told me that, I got these visions in my head of what I've seen on the news for the Toronto one, which is guys walking around half naked uh. and all that stuff and leather daddy outfits, and I'm just like, "There's no fucking way in hell." And she's like, "No, no, no, this is this is family friendly." And I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever." So. It's like taking it from the Toronto Festival, which is just in your face, like Effie. Well, or that's Toronto. Okay, but you know what I mean, though? Comparing, it's like, mm -hmm. or you can take it to the, the local Pride Festival where it's like, okay, we're gay, but we're not going to, like, hit you over the head with it. You know, it's like... Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's, it, it, it can only go so far. If, if you're going to the Toronto one, you're really into it. If you're going to the one in town here, you're just maybe an outsider looking and going, oh, yeah, okay, cool. That's my point. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel like that's I feel like that's always going to be a very difficult um, thing to overcome. It, it, it yep. just is. It's going to be very very difficult. Is it so. any worse than Val Venus was though? Val Venus, I didn't like that either. Top, you know, no, I mean, yeah. his crotch around. It was too far. Stars. It was it was completely too far. I mean, it was in, it's in the same genre. Everything was was cock oriented. You know, I mean, um, well, choppy choppy pee pee. The old choppy choppy pee pee. That's right with Kai and Ty. Oh my, yeah, that was that was stupid too. You know, it's like it, you can find stupidity in all types of gimmicks. It's you know, Wrestling it doesn't have to be like orientation or whatever. It can be anything. Wrestling seems to to really bring out the ridiculousness out of yes. a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bring on another person who's going to join us. Uh -oh. uh, Miss Shadows hey. is joining us. What's going on? All right. How are you? Good. I finally got the invite. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what had happened with the... Uh, like I said, we've been having some tech issues here, so I resent it again, but it's good to see you. Yep. Same as to you. And we to were too. We were uh, we were basically kind of talking about. Uh, we first started off the show talking about the uh, the GCW show yeah. and what our thoughts were. Do you have any comments you'd like to throw out there about the show itself, uh, whether you'd seen it or not, and and if you think that in some ways, you know, a lot of people were saying that it was a ECW tribute type of deal, but in a lot of ways, it was also an ECW ripoff in a lot of ways as well with what they were trying to do. Yeah, um, I mean, I watched it for like the first time. I don't really watch GCW events because it's not for me, um, but I went in it with like no expectations. I was just watching it to watch it as a fan and I enjoyed it. I do have my criticisms here and there about certain things, but um, overall, I think it was a very nice pay-per-view for the Hammerstein Ballroom given the fact that New York has all these rules that you can't use this or that, you know, it was good for what it was for like a New York uh, crowd. Yeah. Um, 
the Hammerstein ballroom also looked different than it yeah. had in the past. I, yeah. I don't know if they had redone it. Like yeah, uh, the balconies did. look different. So yeah, they, they, they repainted it. Cause before it had this like yellowish type of like golden hue to it. And yeah. then they decided to repaint it. Um, yeah. But it's been forever since I like been there. I think if I was at Hammerstein, I would actually want to be in the balcony seats, you know, like, those uh, those would be fun to sit in and just yeah. watch everything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was interesting because I was I was reading something and then an article after the show had gone off the air, somebody was posting uh, something to a blog. And then I saw the Briscoes posted something and it was they, they posted something about friggin pay-per-view requirements or whatever. Yeah. So basically I, what they were alluding to is on and you guys can correct me if I if I speaking correctly here, but with pay-per-views, normally your your time cuts off at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And that's the, the time slot yeah. you're given. And because there were matches that ran long, especially the Matt Cardona match, which literally had anything and everything involved in it. Oh, it man. So much, so much time that I believe the main event was like five minutes and 42 seconds or something. It was just real. Yeah. And then they were was it that short? Really? Yes. It really did feel that short. Um, I know that, like, for New York, you really do have to be on, on time for, like, any of the events. Um, it has to end at, like, the time that you guys agreed upon in the contract. Sometimes you could go over if you're good at, like, negotiating, but most of the time it's, like, you got to end at 11. Yeah, so some of the run times here. So if we look at the Paps Blue Ribbon Kickoff Battle Royal, um, 16 minutes, one second. The Paps Blue Ribbon Kickoff Scramble Match, 7.54. The grab the brass ring was 1647. Uh, the trios match with Team Gringo, uh, which is Gringo Loco. Um, I, I can't even pronounce half these names. Uh, Demonic <laughs> Flamita defeated Team Bandito. Uh, that went uh, 14 minutes. And then the big match, which was the Matt Cardona versus yeah. um, Joey Janela, went 1943. And that had anything and everything in that match, too. There was Chelsea was obviously in it. You had uh, Sharp Mark Sterling was in it. You had Virgil was in it, dressed up as Vince McMahon. You had Hornswoggle. Um, you had that 800-pound man. Was he Was he in the one with the sweatpants? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was terrible. Whatever. But <laughs> what... <laughs> What would you say was your favorite part of the show if you had to pick one bright spot? Um, one bright spot. Um, when it ended? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to find a positive, but they're all like, when it ended. <laughs> 11 <-01. laughs> Um, I mean, like, I guess for me, since I'm not really huge into GCW, just seeing um, everybody perform... Like overall, like the bigger picture is that like everyone got to perform at like a, at a freaking historic place that I love to go to. So, so with Hammerstein itself, I mean, do you feel like you're oh, you're Jesus. packing like sardines or, or what's your no? It, I, it, it, I, yeah, I've been there. I've been there many times when Ring of Honor would come to Hammerstein, and also when they used to use the Manhattan Ballroom. So you don't feel crowded. You you have space, so you're good. Nice. Yeah. We were we were we were also talking about Effie uh, earlier. Yeah. What what's your take on what's what's your take on Effie? Do you feel like Effie has 
the marketability to be the the future? I mean, he's been there for a while, but I mean, do you feel like he's gonna be the the next big thing as as far as GCW goes? I'm gonna put this in a way where you know it's not gonna piss off a lot of people. Uh, because generally my first thought is that Effie is cringe to me. Um, in the fact of like, I have a lot of questions and I always ask my questions. Um, I found it kind of weird that right after he had his little program with Izzy back in the day, yep. that's when he decided to like fully embrace himself. And I'm like, this is so weird timing. Like you had a lot of publicity after choke slamming Izzy, and then all of a sudden you want to come out. I'm not saying that it, it was wrong how he did it. It's just the lineup, you know. Um, whenever I um, hear certain situations and I see that there's loopholes, I'm always gonna have questions to those loopholes because nothing really connects. So you know, I, I let him be. I watch him from afar. Other people on Twitter love him, so you guys can love him all you want. But to me, it's just a little bit cringy, a little bit uncomfortable to kind of watch him in the ring and do like sexual innuendos um, just because like it might one day bite him in the ass. You know, um, I have seen some clips where like, you know, he'll kiss another dude, which I don't really care about, but it's just a manner of like, are you sure he's comfortable with that? What happens yeah. if he would have said no? And then like, you know, it was against his will or whatever. We're never going to get the second half of it because people like to jump on others who think that, it has to be done because if not, you're this, this, and that, you know? Um, I think that he's a great fit for GCW to be that wild card, to be that one that's not really expected. Um, it's a lot different from like when Sunny Kiss is in the ring and doing what Sunny Kiss does, because Sunny Kiss is an athlete at the end of the day. Um, Sunny Kiss goes in there, kicks ass, and like goes home and doesn't really sort of use the his sexualness for that, if that makes sense, you know? Um, but it's just the fact of like, to me, it's just that he's uh, cringy whenever like he's in um, the ring doing stuff. Um, I didn't mind the match between him and Jared though. That, that was a really interesting, good match. Uh, for the first time in my life, Jared scared the shit out of me when, when, when I'm a Jared fan. And I'm like, wow, man, you're really taking this character like to the max or whatever. But yeah, I just think that he's a good poster boy for GCW. Um, if he tried that in WWE, that's going to be a no. That's why he said he probably won't sign to like WWE or a major big promotion because he won't have that freedom to do what he wants. But also just, you know, make sure your guard is up and like, you know, you kind of observe from like afar. But yeah, yeah. That, that's my take on Effie. No, no, I agree. Agree with you 100% on that one. Um, I don't know if anybody else was thinking this, but for the main event, I literally thought uh, FTR was going to be coming out. Like that was the big thing oh. I kept saying to myself. And then I realized, okay, probably that wasn't going to happen. Tony Khan wasn't probably going to have um, the Briscoes taken on FTR on a GCW event. He'd probably want to have that on his own pay-per-view so he would be able to bring in the revenue for that, which from a business standpoint makes complete sense to me. Um, the Briscoes dropped the belts. You think they dropped the belts? We'll first go to butt. Let me ask you this. You think they dropped the belts because they are AEW bound, my friend? I hope so. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of the Briscoes, but I have watched a little bit of it. I like them. I'm digging it. 
they've been around a while, so there's not a lot of wear left on those tires. They're going to have to pack it in soon, I think, because they are yeah. pretty physical wrestlers. Now, if they're going to make a go, now's the time to do it. I'd love to see them in AEW to where we could actually see them on a weekly thing. I'm all for it. Why not? No, I agree with you. Liam, what's your take on the Briscoes? And you think uh, nowadays, obviously, people go everywhere. So holding titles doesn't mean anything because Brody yeah. King and Malachi Black, you know, hold the PWG Tag Team Championships. So that doesn't necessarily mean. But they drop the belts. They're obviously on a Twitter feud with FTR. They go back and forth if you follow both of them. Where do you think the boys are going to be ending up? AEW. It's easy. They, they, they. I don't think it would work out in WWE, obviously, because they just, they don't look like they can be controlled in that sense. Like you know, so you know, uh, probably like corporate atmosphere isn't the best place for them. Um, <laughs> GCW tag titles, though, I don't think it matters if they drop them or not, because Moxley is the uh, champion. Yeah, is the champion. So I'm. I mean, like, it doesn't really matter, right? So, if we want to look at it in that sense, uh, it could be that they're on their way, or it could, or you know, they just dropped it because they just dropped it. Uh, but I think if they do go to AEW, man, them against FTR, fuck, just take my money. Like, that's that's what I want to see. That's that's the that's the prize for me right now. No, uh, no if, I agree. If we can get, I, I almost don't want to see it right away, though. I'd almost want to see it build a little bit more if they're in the company, uh, because you really want to get that fever pitch, right? So maybe, maybe take on some lesser teams, build it up a bit, you know, and then finally take them on at some big pay per view. But uh, that's the money match for me. I like it, Murray. What's your thoughts on this? So I love the Briscoes. Uh, I've been a fan of them ever since Ring of Honor, uh, to the point where like. They were in the ring. I forgot who they were fighting, but I was cheering against them. And I noticed that, like, their parents were, like, right behind me in the other row. <laughs> and uh, they obviously did not like me cheering against their boys. Uh, they're, they're, like, super cool people. Um, I was a little upset that they lost the GCW tag team titles just because, like, if we're going to talk about tag teams, you got to insert them into, like, the, the debate of, like, good tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obvious that they might end up going to AEW just to have – their fight with FTR. Um, I do want to see it get billed a lot more and stop like uh, having the battles on Twitter because it doesn't do anything. Right. Um, FTR acts more well. Only what? No, it's Cap. No, no, no. It's Cash, right? Or Dax? Dax. Um, I think I think Dax sure. is the one that keeps like you know antagonizing them. He but does. Do shit. Yeah, but 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 doesn't do shit. And it's like this Twitter feud got to stop. You know, I would have loved it if, like, FTR showed up on their doorstep, like, at home or something, planned something or whatever, or Briscoe show up on their turf and, like, do something, like, do interactive stuff. Twitter is not going to get the feud over, so hopefully they go to AEW, um, hopefully they beat FTR, because I'm going to be cheering for the Briscoes, and then after that, go to fucking New Japan Strong. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't see it being a long-term thing if yeah. um, if they come in. I, once again, I just don't feel like it fits, but I think it fits is a money draw against FTR. Um, some people will say AEW has a really good tag team division. I don't know if I necessarily would agree completely with that because 
I don't know. There's a lot of teams out there that I feel like are so-so. I mean, the Varsity Blondes, for example, I feel like they're just a step up from a jobber tag team. I know that mm-hmm. might not necessarily go along with a lot of people, but I feel like that is the way it is, though. Um, I like the Lucha – or not the Lucha Brothers, but the um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I like them, but I feel like they got the tag title almost by default yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the injury. Um, I love Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. I absolutely love those guys completely. Um, I think the Young Bucks are kind of – their nostalgia has kind of worn off, and I don't feel like they're necessarily the creme de la creme right now. Maybe it's because their whole heel persona, um, but yeah. I just don't necessarily feel like they're the tag team. I want to ask you this, Marie. Let me let me ask you. When it comes to AEW, do you feel like John Silver and Alex Reynolds are getting really looked over because when they're in the ring together, man, these guys are just gold. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, you know, I don't like putting blame on it, but like I understand John Silver has a very funny side, and mm-hmm. I could appreciate laughs. I could appreciate a good time, but it's time for them to get serious, right? Because when has any one of the Dark Order members won a championship title other than the late Brody Lee? Like, you know, it's really sad that, like, you know, the one leader won gold and then, like, no one else won gold. And now they're stuck on Dark and Dark Elevation and sometimes on Rampage. And when they need to still job, they're on Dynamite. Like, it makes no sense. And, you know, it's time for them to shape up and actually be serious about being a tag team because if not, just break them up, but then that doesn't help anything. Um, There's no structure in AEW of like, all right, these are our homegrown guys. The the guys you brought in from WWE need to take like, you know, a backseat because AEW should have been founded on like the young guys and built something completely different. Um, But they're taking, but they're taking a backseat to the WWE guys that are coming in. And this is why we feel the way that we feel about, you know, are, are these guys getting looked over and whatnot, you know? Um, I really want more for um, Alex Reynolds and um, John Silver. I really want more for them. I want more for the AEW day ones. I don't want more for like the WWE guys that just came in who are already established. They could go to like New Japan, Major League Wrestling, um, Impact, because you know that's where they have their established stars. AEW needs their own established talent. That's why like exclusivity is very important. Um, and to build that up, you build it on the backs of guys like um, Alex Reynolds and um, and Silver. So, yeah, they're definitely overlooked. No, I agree with you. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, God, I keep looking. I keep looking at that stupid name. Uh, I almost said Tommy. You, you, yeah. Tommy Salami. Tommy Salami. Uh, Liam, what's your thoughts? Yeah. John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Um, I know you've seen them work before. They they work really well together. Do you feel like this is a really underutilized tag team? Uh, as far as getting chances, yeah. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I haven't seen enough, to be quite honest, to... You know, you know, I'm not like the biggest AEW fan in the world, so, you know, like, right. I'll, see, I'll see what I can, but... Um, you know, they're, they're good, but that, what, well, well, Johnny, what, what's his nuts? Uh, Hungy or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Yeah. Grow up, dude. Yeah. After a while, it's like, okay, I get it. You, you got big arms. Okay, cool. But yeah, it's <laughs> like 
someone needs to just like do a kind of an angle where someone just slaps them in the face and says, "Let's fucking snap out of it. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. you know be serious here and try to actually go for this." And I mean, it can't hurt to try a new team because I'm not in favor of a lot of the teams there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like tag team champions. I mean, Jungle Boy's got all the potential in the world. Luchasaurus doesn't even look like he has the fucking basics down, and he's a champion. That worries me. Um, I I don't care about the Young Bucks, never have. They're just spot monkeys, and I think the same about the Lucha Brothers. I, I know a lot of people love them, but I, I, I don't fucking get it. It's like, move to one, uh, go from one moveset to the other, don't sell, just keep going. Okay, I've got uh, number 15 down. Okay, let's go to number 15. Like, it's, ugh, I can't stand it. FTR, gods... They're like the best tag team in the world, um, and I, I was really hoping they were just going to stick them as the tag champions for a while, build them up, put them as the standard for which you have to hold these titles, and unless you can get to that standard, you're not holding the titles. So I need to see t- more teams established. If it means bringing in teams from somewhere else, like you know having Brody King and Malachi Black, okay, that looks good. I'm up for that, um, but you need to... It would be good, like Marie was saying, have a lot of the people there from day one getting elevated. Uh, realistically, right now, I don't know if it can really happen in that sense. Uh, if they can keep grooming people, that's great. Maybe down the road. Right now, they need a strong division. So what does that mean? That means just take the ones you have right now, try to add a couple more if you can, and go from there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, even though I am a fan of Red Dragon, I will say that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I totally forgot them. They're fucking excellent, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Red Dragon yeah. as well. Uh, yep. Mr. Butt, what's your thoughts on the tag division? Um, you know, obviously I know y- you like Johnny Hungy. I mean, he's entertaining. I do. I mean, um, what would you say needs to change about them? Would you say the comedy? Because the in-ring is really good. I feel like when I look at Alex Reynolds, I almost see a version of Edge in a way. Um, I just get that vibe from him. I mean, he's got the the chiseled good looks. He's got a very similar physique, the way he carries himself, his moveset in the ring. He's very, very smooth. There's no wasted moves. Um, Some may say Johnny's holding him down. I mean, I, I see that argument as well. What's your take on those two, and do you think that they need to change a few things for them to be taken a little bit more seriously in the tag division? Uh, they need to cut back the nonsense a bit. Like, no, you can you can be funny, you can you can be charismatic, or whatever. But Johnny Hungy's almost turned into a complete comedy act, right? At this point, yeah. And that's unfortunate because they're pretty damn good. Like, yes, you know, very they much are so. a tag team that you could, you know, get in there and put out some great matches. They're great in the ring, but it's just it's a little bit it's a little bit foolish. Uh, I guess it's just it's too much ha ha nonsense. It needs to be a little more serious. You can still have the occasional wisecrack or to a certain extent some comedy to it, but it can't be a comedy. Act. It can't be like um, uh, Orange Cassidy. Leap. Ah, fuck Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Fuck pockets. Fuck them. No, that's another way. He's good. They've got to give up that nonsense. That 
That's his gimmick, though, my friend. I that's know. his gimmick. I mean, that's yeah. what's literally. I mean, here's the funny thing about wrestling, you guys. I think we all agree to this. We may look at some stuff. We see some characters and whatnot. We roll our eyes, like, "What? It, what is this?" Yeah. But then you go to a live event, and Marie, you know what I'm where I'm going with this. All of a sudden, you see people wearing all of this merchandise, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. And people get into these characters. Oh, they and- do. You don't realize it because you're watching it on television, but once you are in the atmosphere, it is all about the shades, the white T-shirt, the hands in the pockets, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I guess what? At the end of the day, it's making money. It's it bringing is. people in the door. That's all they oh, care about. People like it, and I can see him being a character people will get behind for sure. Just not my cup of tea. That's right. all. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not something I get behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to make a joke earlier um, <laughs> about a character you can't get behind, but um, we will leave that. Uh, nope. We'll, we, I we'll, want to see it now. We will leave that alone. No, um, no. I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, that just kind of struck me as interesting. Uh, who is calling me? <laughs> ECW fan. What is 203's area code? What is 203? Like New Jersey, probably. Hold on, I gotta take this call. Now where we're from. Hello. Um. First of all, 203's area code is Connecticut. Oh, it's Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Whoever you um, are. I just like to change topic a little bit. Two things that WWE has pissed me off about. One, if you let go of William Riedel, what the fuck? And two, Vince once again is just being a fucking idiot. Having people like dye their beards, and that's why Scotty too high left. If he's a good teacher, I don't give a fuck what he looks like. If he's an ugly bastard, or if he's the hottest guy in the world. If you can teach, then just let him do his fucking job. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. That's his gimmick. His gimmick is he calls into the show and then just, and bye. And just ends yeah. it. Look, I don't know if Scotty Tuhati's situation is the, the fact that he dyed his beard or not, and, and that's how he got the axe or what. But um, maybe someone's we'll in the red zone. Someone's yeah, in the red yeah. zone. That's right. So, someone's very angry right now. Feel free to it's call. Not back even and me this time. Yeah. Let us know, yeah. ECW fan, if you have anything else to say. We'll be more than happy to to take your call. Uh, let's go ahead and let's move on here. Something that is. I feel like this is a cheap ploy right here. Ronda Rousey, more conversations about Ronda coming back to WWE, uh, obviously um, being a part of the Royal Rumble. Now, depending on who you listen to, I read all the different sheets. Uh, They've had her management team backstage at WWE. Um, Her hairstylist, all their people have been showing up recently, getting things laid into place. There's been a lot of conversations. She's gone up to uh, the Northeast. Um, A lot of people are saying that she's going to come back and she's going to come back for Royal Rumble and then make a big push for WrestleMania. Are we surprised at this point in time? That's what WWE does. In the wintertime, they make this big push for the Rumble, this big push for WrestleMania, and then things will drop slowly back off again. Are any of you excited about a return of Ronda Rousey? We'll start off with the ass man first. No, I don't care. <laughs> You're not that interested. I, no, it would just, just, was there ever a time that you were really into Ronda being in WWE? Yes. 
first when she came from UFC. Right. I was very curious what was going to come of it all. Because she came with a lot of hype, and she is actually a legit fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's got actual talent. Not that wrestlers don't have talent. I don't mean that. But, you know, she comes from, you know, a fighting background. I was very excited about what was going to come of it. And that's about it. Then she got in the ring, and I got tired of it real quick, and she left, and I was happy. Murray, let me ask you this. Is the nostalgia worn off on Rhonda? Is Rhonda one of those things where it's kind of like it's that that toy on Christmas morning? You rip it open, you have fun with it for a while, but then after a while you realize it's only got a couple of things it can do, and you put it back on the shelf, and you fall in love with a new toy? Or do you think there's more to Rhonda Rousey than we originally appreciated in her first run, and we could see more of her in more different aspects of her in this second run? So I'm going to go with both, like 50-50. When she first came in, it was like all the buzz, all the craze, amazing. She did what the company needed her to do, right? Which which is a plus. Because if you're able to do what the company needs you to do, that means they could bring you back and be like, okay, we could trust her. We know that she could do this. Um, Since like, you know, she had her kid and she's recovering. My my biggest priority is that I want to make sure that she's healthy enough before she gets back into the ring, you know, anything can happen. Like after having a kid, you know, maybe she just wants to bond with it and be home for a while. I don't think pushing her and pushing the rumor of her being at Royal Rumble was a good idea. Um, I don't think she's showing up. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't think so. Um, but again, I'm more concerned about like her body. Um, but then when she feels comfortable enough, I definitely do want to see another round of um, Rhonda doing whatever she needs to do, doing whatever the company needs her to do. And like making different stories and inserting herself into different, um, you know, um, I guess not for the title this time around, like not, not too quick for it. She could like um, feud with the other women uh, who never got the chance to really be in the ring with her. She could start training uh, the women too to like, you know, get their wrestling up and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's generally how I feel about it. <laughs> half and half. But why would why do you want to see her come back? Like what's what's draw? Me personally, I don't it does nothing for me. I'm not saying she's not talented, I just don't care. It doesn't interest me. Yeah, I totally get that. Um I want to see her back uh just because I know that she can uh still be an asset one way or another, even if she's doing either behind the scenes or in front of the camera. Um I also think that whatever WWE can give her. Uh, will be different and she could probably finally blossom if they tell her, hey, you got creative freedom to do this this program with this person. Um, I think there's still more talent there. Um, and I think also, like, it's a different, how can I say this? I don't want to use the phrase like culture shock, but it's definitely a shock coming from the UFC and being thrown right into wrestling when you don't really understand the space so much like you and I would understand it. Uh, so that so when her first, her first run happened, if she didn't blossom enough. So I'm just excited to see her blossom more by her giving, by having more time in the second run, if that makes sense. But do you think she didn't blossom because she's just not that talented as a wrestler? No, I just think she didn't blossom enough because the company gave her a specific thing to do. She yeah. did it, but she didn't have enough time to immerse herself in the wrestling side of things because it's still obviously like completely 
green is not the right word, but she still had the UFC feel to her, right? Yeah. Um, and she used that to her advantage, but she's not absorbed into our wrestling world to like fully get it and become like an all round badass of an athlete. That's the only reason why I want to see her have a second run to see that blossom, to see that progression, because she does have a story. She can do what the company wants her to do. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, I, cool. <laughs> I, I, I get it from the perspective of it's almost like a reverse Brock Lesnar, meaning Brock had wrestling first, then he went to UFC, but then obviously he came back to wrestling. I think with Brock, Brock is understanding a little bit more of the showmanship aspect of it mm -hmm. now, the more of the larger than life stuff. We're seeing mm -hmm. him talk more on the microphone. We're seeing him really understand what wrestling is instead of just trying to be a maneuver machine all the time. And I feel like Rhonda was brought in as, you know, the baddest woman and she was taking on the man. And it was just one of those deals where it, that's what it was. It was just the hype of these two mm -hmm. uh, bad women, but there's more than that. And I think they're going to start peeling these layers back and we're going to see a different Rhonda. We're going to see if she's evolved from who she was the last time we saw her. And maybe she'll appeal to more people in this second run. Maybe she's taken some things that she did the last time and she's like, okay, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to try this now, or maybe I'm going to try to step out of my comfort zone and try to do this or that. Um, she did not wrestle Natty, did she, when she was here? Her first run, did she? I don't remember. I think that they trained. That's about it. I don't think okay. they wrestled. I would love to see a Natty Neidhart, uh, Ronda Rousey, if it was done correctly. I think it could be really well. I think Ronda could learn a ton from Natty. And I think Natty could really help her elevate her career and help take her to that next level because Natty has it in her blood. And if anybody's... Natty can take any of them. And mm -hmm. make them look like yep. a million bucks. What, what about She's Eve? What about Eve Marie? Well, I never said she nope. was a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> the hand of Christ couldn't help her. Oh man, uh, Liam, let me let me get your take on this. Rhonda coming back. Do you feel like there's any more meat on the bone here? Is there any more tread on the tire as far as marketability or to see her evolve to some degree? Uh, I, I just worry that it's. Um, if it's she didn't have a lot of complimentary things to say on her way out um she seemed to from what i remember was complaining a bit about <coughs> excuse me about um schedule and things like that and how fans were and everything so i mean i don't know if our heart's 100 percent into it but i mean i guess there's probably some wrestlers like that anyways uh i i don't really i'm kind of like not really caring if she comes back. Like, I thought it was interesting at first. Uh, different dynamic, like big match feel, all that kind of deal. But, yeah, it's... I think she did everything she could when she came in originally. She was there a year. Uh, not too, too much has changed. So I don't know what the challenges would be for her now. Uh, I'm assuming she'd probably get a title right away because you're not going to sign someone like that and then just, you yeah, know... Nothing with her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, you know, she she uh, picked it up pretty well from what I remember. It was she's very green, though. Like, let's let's not dispute that. But, you know, she has all the potential in the world. Now, I just I don't know if she wants to do a, she would need like a kind of a full year. And I mean, like house shows, everything right. Working your ass off, getting those reps in. If she did that, she's I think she'd. Uh, 
Well, no, they do. They do some still. But my point is, she needs she needs more mm-hmm. reps. So, if she's not getting that, if she's only doing one match a week or one match every other week, she's not going to be improving too much. So right. she needs to get that in. It's like a kind of like a Braun Breaker. Like he shouldn't be as good as he is right now, but he's only had like what 10, 15 matches, right? Yeah. If he was going full tilt, imagine him a year in. My God. Yep. You know. So if you can take it in that sense and put it on Ronda Rousey. Sky's the limit, right? But I, I, I just don't know if she's in it for the long haul. That's all. By the way, Braun Breaker is supposed to be changing his name coming up soon, so don't don't be buying any Braun Breaker <laughs> merchandise. It's going to oh be He absolute. came up with that name. He I came know. up with that name when I found out, and I was like, oh, okay. But I, what are they talking what Steiner or something or Rex no, Steiner? I don't, are gonna I'm, come I'm being utterly fussy. I'm just joking. Oh, I, I have oh, no very idea. good. He came up with Braun Breaker after he was a, a drunken night of whatever. Oh, I'm Braun Breaker. No, I'm, well, it's I'm from his football good. career, but yeah, close, I guess. Sure. Unless they're playing drunk football. Some, so. I've made some great decisions drunk, so don't knock it. <laughs> have you? I got married the first time. Oh my god. That's, yeah. That was a good decision. Hold it. Were you blitzed the first time you got married? I was white girled. I had to white girl wasted. Yep. Unbelievable. What is that? White girl wasted. Yeah, what is that exactly? Google it. Let's just I'm let's good. just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and let's get a zoom in on this right here. <laughs> you were you were white girl wasted. I I thought you said white claw for example. I've never had a white claw before well, in my life. Those before oh. White Claw. Yeah. You're not missing anything. No. Yeah. no. Everybody loses their mind over that. Like, White Claw. They're White all right. Claw. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Nah. You're not missing anything. If you like bubbly, like I drink that bubbly stuff, it's kind of like that, but there's alcohol in it. So it's like, yeah, not bad. A little bit of the bubbly. You mean that stuff? <laughs> no. No, oh, no I don't say it like that. Okay. We can't get that in Canada, just for the record, which is You a can't get what? Shit. What, bubbly? A little, a little bit of the bubbly. Bit of the bubbly. Oh, oh that's uh, I could give a fuck about that. Jericho's we can't get that in Canada. By the way, speaking of Jericho, you realize you guys know he canceled his upcoming uh Rager at the Sea. So that's, that's gonna be bad. rescheduled, yeah. Oh. Oh. Well it's because of the Rona. Everyone everyone just literally responded the same exact oh, I mean that. I'm I'm too poor. I can't go on that shit. If I if you yeah. had the money let me let me put it this way: If you guys had the money, money was not an issue or an option, and you could get, you know, I don't even know what they call them the, the best hotel room on the boat or whatever. Yeah, the um, best cabin. Cabin. There you go. <laughs> would you go to it if it was comped? Would you go and I hang out go. on them? You would go. Marie says she would. I go. would go. Ask man, what are you doing? Are you going? Well, I'm going. Why not? Why not? He's Uh-oh. gonna get white girl wasted. <laughs> Hold on. Here's somebody calling me who's oh probably I have done that many times. people. Here we go. Well, here we go. Here we go. ECW fan. Hello? Look at the chat. I just put the definition for white girl wasted. All right. Thanks. Bye. You get completely drunk, wasted, or sloshed to the point where you can no longer control yourself physically mm-hmm. or mentally. Or as so, I call that, yep, Tuesday. That's exactly, yeah, exactly what <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. You, oh, my God. That's um, after we yeah. get off here, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Nice. I need to drink to get over this. Oh, yep. my God. So <laughs> let, let, let's go ahead and let's move on to some – oh, my gosh, the writ messed with all the controls here. What, well, hold on a second. What in 
What is this? Hold on. Where Let me see. Red? Is he coming on or what? He is not. But he's got something here I should play called Feeding Ducks. What is this? Feeding Ducks. Can you hear this? Yeah. It's a song. No. Oh. Is this for like the Rockin' Ranger? Yeah. Like, is it for that? <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's play this. Let's play a little of this. You like the guitar riff? <laughs> Can you hear it, bud? Yeah, sadly. Yep. I can. I can hear it. Yeah. Can't well, Liam it, can't hear it because uh, the boxes are absorbing all of the audio. So. Where's the band? Go fuck yourself. I plan on doing that. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Well, uh, okay. Last Thank week, you. but I fell out of bed. <laughs> My God. Where were all these jokes when we were on the Effie topic? Moving on. <laughs> I'm like, let's you go to. Just the for the cult. record, I didn't get asked about Effie. Just. Would you? Here, all right. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Oh, Boom! Boy. Jeff Jarrett on Effie. He's the most remarkable, talented guy in the GCW roster, according to Jeff Jarrett. Let's throw it all to the ass, man. I want you to tell me what your thoughts are on Effie. And nope. <laughs> Don't care. Tell me. Nope. You hurt my feelings oh, when fuck. you ignored me. I want to talk. Oh my god. I love you. <laughs> that just got awkward. All right. Fine. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's talk about the cult of personality here. So CM Punk slams wrestlers court. Uh, The exact quote is, I think he says, it is an embarrassment to the business of professional wrestling. So for everyone who's not familiar with what wrestlers court is, I was trying to think of a good way to describe what wrestlers court is. And I would say it's almost like kangaroo court when it comes to Major League Baseball, right? So you have a group of people who determine if someone has gone awry, they have they call that person out, they have a mock court case with a mock bailiff, a mock judge, a mock jury, two attorneys, and mm-hmm. then they determine what the punishment is going to be for said wrestler. Now, CM Punk is not in any way, shape, or uh, form a fan of this. He says, it's an embarrassment to the wrestling business. So let me first start out. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to Marie in in a second here because I know she's got a lot. Let me first go to Ass Man. What is your take on this? Are you familiar with Wrestlers Court? And do you have any problem with it? Uh, I don't have an issue with it. It's not just a wrestling baseball thing. I grew up playing hockey, and we had the same thing to to a lesser extent. But you know, you were held accountable if you were doing something stupid when we were traveling for a game. Or if you did something stupid in the game, you were held accountable. It was maybe handled a little bit more Bob Holly style as opposed to talking about it or oh geez, whatnot. Like that's just the way it is. Like Bob Holly style. Yeah, the coaches leave and the captains take care of the meeting, and you see what happens after. Sometimes it was in the locker room. Sometimes it'd be on the ice after. It, well, but it kept everybody accountable and everybody right. in line. Right. Would it fly today? Probably not. Well, I know guaranteed some stuff we did would not fly today. Like, right. We we taped the guy up with hockey tape, stuffed him in a hockey bag, and slid him out on the ice while the nice. Zamboni was still going around and 3,000 people in the stadium. Yeah. Pretty sure they wouldn't let you do that these days. You, Mr. DeMond, they would absolutely not. Wow. Right? Like that wouldn't. But I don't have an issue with it to an extent. Like you can't, it can't be foolish. Like um, 
like uh, well, well, one thing that happened here, we'll go back to, to hockey. Uh, one of the things of, in the junior hockey was guys would have to do things of an adult nature. Yeah, like a hazing. It was bad. Just mm, that good. stuff like that. No, no. Now, if somebody does something stupid and he's got to pick up a bill for the boys when you're out or something like that, obviously that didn't happen with us. We were a bunch of kids, but I don't have a big issue with that. It all depends on what the transgression was and how far you're going to go with, on the disciplinary side. But it can't just go. be. You know, Haphazard. you walked in with your sneakers on, and we don't like that. So now you got to pick up beer and pizza for all the boys while you're just being a dickhead now. Right. And remember, right. kids, don't crap in anyone's bag. Um, yeah, that let's stuff go. doesn't fly. No. Liam, what's your thought? Wrestler's Court. Um, we've heard a lot of times during the, I guess it was the Attitude Era, um, Undertaker was. Uh, was really the locker room guy, and he was the judge in a lot of ways. What What do you think about all this? I mean, we found out more about the Undertaker now, the way he handled things, and and, and that does not age well. But in general, when it comes to wrestlers' court, what's your take? I always the first time I heard about it, I thought, well, that's fucking stupid. So I mean, I I get it in a way because you know the whole respect thing, but it in another sense, like if they said to me, like. Oh, you got to go to wrestler's court because uh, you had an issue with uh, one of your storylines or something. I'd say, uh, okay, so I'm not going to go, and you can go fuck yourself. And that's what I would say because I don't give a shit. But if if people want to, you know, kiss ass or think they have to do it, I mean, go ahead. But I, I would just say, like, it, it's stupid. It's like that's like, you know, high school shit, you yeah. know, or like. Like college dormitory, dormitory shit. Like you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh well, okay, we're gonna show we're better than you, and you have to learn to act like we act. And then hopefully, when you become at our level, you'll act like this to all the young guys, which is stupid because you don't want to keep that going. I, I would guess to an extent now it probably doesn't happen either. That's just my thought, but it it just sounds stupid in general. It's like you know what, you don't police anybody. You police yourself. Uh, McMahon should be the one policing everybody. It's his fucking company. It wasn't Undertaker's, and it wasn't Punk's. So you can be a locker room leader if people appoint you that. If people say, you're the man, and everybody respects you, and we you know, try to direct ourselves the way you say, then it's like, okay, great, you're afforded that right, but it doesn't mean you have to abuse your power and say, sure. well, the... The bailiff says you owe three cases of beer for everybody in Bahamas. Like, Fuck, that's so stupid. So I, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah. Fuck them. You're not, yep. a, you're, you're not a fan. I don't like it. No, never happened. Marie, what's your take here? <laughs> the punkster has spoken. What's your thoughts? Um, I've said this on previous podcast episodes. I do not like punk. If you want to go hear that story, message me on Twitter and I'll, directly to where I said it because it's way too long of a story as to why I don't like them anymore. Um, My experience at Wrestler's Court has been nothing but fun. 
I have been behind the scenes recording wrestlers court for a certain someone just because it was just fucking stupid. So I've had good experiences with it where like they were all doing it to try to push the storyline of one of the wrestlers. Um, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's like in the middle per se, depending on what the situation is. And yeah, while someone really can't police somebody to do something, but if you like fucked up and you know you fucked up, that it's there to like sort of hold you accountable for it and to make you realize that like, yo, you, you fucked up. So like, here's your punishment. Now, granted back in the day, they probably did some really horrendous shit. Um, now if we do wrestlers court, it's probably something funny, jokey that you'll have to repent because cause that's what they did. Uh, for punk to say that is just probably, it's probably because he got caught with shit in the, in the past. Uh, he probably did something that people didn't like and they brought him to wrestler's court and thinking back on it, he's like, oh, it's an embarrassment. It's not really an embarrassment if like people don't really know, know about it unless like it's like us talking about it, right. you know, it's an embarrassment to him because it's probably weighing on his conscience about whatever stupid shit he did um, and didn't like apologize for it or whatever the case may be. Because again, Punk is all in it for himself. Like, don't think that he's there for the people or therefore like the boys, he's there for himself. Um, the other thing too is that Punk just wants to be relevant again in the Twitter space by him saying that and then interacting with the AEW wrestlers because it seems like everything is off limits. Like there's no control of like the AEW wrestlers when like they're tweeting and shit. So, you know, just to make himself more popular, uh, that's why he would tweet that. Wrestlers Court is not a bad thing. It could be very helpful and it can be hurtful depending on what it is, but most of the time it could be helpful to the person. Um, but I'm okay with wrestlers court. Like it's not that big of a deal unless we're really trying to go really horrible, like back in the day. And I, I think a lot of times too, the the reason why we may have the feelings we do about it is because we've heard such horror stories. Yeah. And we've heard such hazing and just the nastiness. But you've been behind the scenes, which is interesting here because you actually have a different perspective on it. And guess what? It doesn't have to always be this nasty, shameful, hazing type of thing. It, it can be funny and it can obviously bring some level of camaraderie, but yet still in the same breath hold some level of accountability if yeah. somebody made a mistake. All there is is just something else that wrestlers can talk about in between wrestling their matches. Guys, that is all the topics I have. We are uh, pressing up on the 11 o'clock hour Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've really, really enjoyed the conversations, everything we've talked about so far. I mean, just to kind of catch you up, if you're just tuning in right now, we talked about GCW The World and uh, Liam definitely pointed out that they uh, didn't even spell world correctly. Um, that was interesting. We talked about Effie, Jeff, Jarrett, the fact that they had to go off the air pay-per-view uh, immediately. Um, you know, Renee, Moxley, Bully Ray, all of this kinds of stuff. If you enjoyed this, please, by all means, uh, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can follow us at FRM Podcast. You can also go ahead and um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow that as well. Liam's always making sure that we have our episodes posted, our interviews posted, all of that kind of stuff. And remember, each and every week, you can get the audio version of all of our shows, including this very one, from Spotify and any other podcast platform that you choose to listen to. Before we go, I'd love everyone to go ahead and get their plugs out. I'm going to first start out with Marie. Marie, plug whatever it is. You can rant about any topic that is on your mind right now. The floor is yours. 
Um, all right, guys. So I am, um, I was going to say I'm the host and the creator of the Square Circle Podcast, but um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore Shadows if you want more of my hot wrestling takes. And um, I also have a Ko-Fi page up where it's like a Patreon, but uh, better because it helps creatives like myself to have a shop open, have commissions. I'm doing uh, wrestling articles now. So if you guys want me to write you a wrestling article for something, you know, hit me up www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. And the last thing is that I released chapter one of my wrestling novel that I have been working on over on Amazon. So if you guys want the link for that, head over to just at Marie underscore shadows. And I will gladly give you the link to start off with episode one over on Amazon. That's exciting. (laughs) That's really exciting. Good for you. Anything that you're excited about as far as wrestling coming up? Any storylines that are really starting to pique your interest? Any potential matchups that are like, ah, I'm ready for this one? Oh, wait. Is it still me? <laughs> yeah, still you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, you guys should definitely be paying attention to uh, Impact and also uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling because, um, as you know, during the tapings, uh, the Grid of the Destiny came by along mm-hmm. with um, Jay White and the whole, like, you know, U.S. Bullet Club, in a way. Um, they're going to get their story started, so make sure to pay attention to Impact in both uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Perfect. Can't wait to hear that. Keep following all different brands of wrestling that's out there right now because there's so many diverging storylines. You don't want to miss it. Let's throw it over to the ass man. What's on your mind? Is there anything wrestling-related that's piquing your interest right now? Is there anything that you are excited to be seeing? Nope. Okay. All Tune right. into the Cult nice. of Beardo Thursday night. Cult of Beardo Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, right here on this channel. That's it. We'll be talking about Psycho Sid, Sid Ooh. Vicious, Sid Justice, whatever. Like we'll probably be talking about softball, too, I'm sure. <laughs> and getting stabbed <laughs> with Barbershire. I love it. I love it. You are the staple of that. And our good friend, Liam Savage. Liam, is there anything specific that's on your mind right now as far as wrestling is concerned? Anything that's piquing your interest or that you're kind of curious about? I did see the other day that FTR went against Rock and Roll Express for the first and last time. I have not seen it, so don't fucking say anything. (laughs) But I saw that you can buy it online, so I bought it. And I just have to watch it now, but I'm dying to see that because I know that's going to be a great match, and it's the only time they'll ever face each other. That's a dream match if there ever was one, so I, uh, I'm going to be watching that. I believe Edge actually tweeted that yeah. he actually went to it and sat in the crowd because he could yeah. not miss it. How badass yeah. is that? That oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, and- he's, been, he's good friends with FTR. He, he loves those guys, so I guess and it's rock and roll, right? Like, how can you not... Mm-hmm go right so ricky morton is amazing yep ricky morton well, so is, is robert yes but i, I those are but, he can look <laughs> in two directions at the same time he can <laughs> ever he's since i uh, broke in yeah it's great it's quite talented he's, he's the man of many conversations all around him. and eyeballs but, yeah. but but i will say this i'm closing my eyes because if i keep looking at you guys i'm not going to get through this um <laughs> Um, gosh, I just Ricky Morton is in better shape than most wrestlers that are going today on national TV are. He keeps himself in phenomenal shape. He never gets gassed or blown up. 
Yeah. He's got a motor that runs forever. And um, they're on their farewell tour. But I tell you what, Rock and Roll yep. Express, Rock and Roll Forever, baby, because they are so revolutionary. They have, um, they influenced, obviously, the rockers who influenced yep. uh, the Young Bucks and so many people else and FTR as well. And they are the godfathers and, and I have nothing but love for them. And if they are in your neck of the woods, please buy a ticket. Buy a ticket, watch the show, support them, buy their merchandise. And if you get a chance, tell them thank you for all the years of memories that they've provided for you. Always support independent wrestling. Please, please, please support Marie Shadows. Please support uh, my two good friends here from Canada. And that's all I got to say. That's it for me. I'm out of here. I would do a mic drop, but I can't. Because this one's kind of of expensive. Do it. All right, for uh, my good friend, for my good friend, the Rit, who unfortunately is not with us right now. I mean, he's still alive. He's just not he's not with us right now. <laughs> he's passed on, yeah. He, he, oh, my God. <laughs> he, is, he, he is not here right now. Um, he was taken away. Um, he had some other things. Whoa. He had, Whoa. He had some yeah, things that he sounded had wrong. <laughs> that was not good either. He yeah. wasn't taken White away like, by the what? police. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Got no. Him? Yeah. Is his uterus infection cleared up yet? Oh my! Oh, okay. I, I, wow, guys. Rit, okay, freelance trying to say that the writ is doing stuff. He's busy. He's busy. Absolutely. <laughs> good to make it tonight. <laughs> yes, good to make it tonight. He was in the midst of doing other things. He's not dead, nor is he in jail. He's, he's in jail. Everybody or, is in jail. Or kidnapped. So. Or kidnapped. <laughs> We're gonna bail him out exactly. soon. Exactly. Or yeah. or being Veer, who can't get to Raw yet. Oh, him God. too. <laughs> We'll get into that as well. Guys, for everybody here at Front Row Material, we enjoyed it. We had fun. We'll catch you next week.